1: Now along the boards, it'll be knocked out and picked up by Jarvis. Jarvis, he'll try to center the puck, but Jarvis couldn't get his pass through. Hockenpod, just enough of annoyance there. Now Robertson loses it to Ajo across for Jarvis, Jarvis back for Carolina. to one time snapper and Wedgwood gets across from right to left to make the save, Ronaldo will play this puck into the Dallas zone, puck sent far to wide Shea knocks it down into the slot for Niederrider. bouncing shot, he scores Niederrider in the slot, gets it past Wedgwood and Carolina has tied it at one and Carolina will scoop one across to D'Angelo he will be shuttled across for Teravainen. Teravainen to Ajo, oh, one-timer, Richmond. rebound, they score! Vincent Trocheck on the power play. Knocks home the rebound, and Carolina goes up 2-1. to one. Five seconds left in the penalty to Ben. And Carolina's last chance here coming up the ice is Kotkaniemi. He'll stride into the Dallas zone, Kotkaniemi. Will now set it up for Carolina. Worth the cross, the out, He scores. Into the game, he'll point to the passer, oh what a play, what hands by Niederreiter and the Canes with 9.36 left in the third, go up 3-2. So Niederreiter, his goal at 10.24 from Shea and Kokaniemi, Niederreiter with his second multi-goal game of the season, that has given the 3-2 lead to the Canes, but on the doorstep backhand, score. We are now tied, terrific find, Robertson to a cutting rope a hint, and another defensive breakdown cost the Canes, we're deadlocked raffle In on Anderson, Roffle in, backhand, Anderson denies him, what a sprawling save and using the catching glove, Anderson keeps this game level at three. Two on one, Robertson, Ahu tries to stand him up, he does a diving play out in front, Anderson by Brady Shane, The Canes have numbers. Aho and Sveshnikov. Sveshnikov from Aho back Wedgewood with a save. Unbelievable save by Wedgewood. Keeps this tied at three. This is the Canes Corner podcast with host Adam Gold, presented by the
2: Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting
3: Podcast Network. Now here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Kane's Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold, and this is becoming all too familiar. Everything but the goals, people. Well, Carolina did score three of them tonight, uh, and they were all nice. But Dallas scored three in regulation, and one of them was trash, and the other was probably a goal that Freddie Anderson wants back. And when the other guy down the, uh, down the other end of the ice is better than your guy, and nobody's going to deny that Scott Wedgwood was better than Freddie Anderson tonight. Then uh, you're going to lose that game, no matter how great you were. And the Hurricanes have been uh, running up against uh, some, at times, good goaltending, but not great. But it's been working. Tonight they ran up against, I think, great goaltending. And Scott Wedgwood played the game of his life tonight. Uh, anyway, we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Alec Campbell's going to join us, by the way, in a couple minutes. Uh, so if it's for the exterior of your home, I'm not even sure why I worked Alec Campbell in here, uh, but I did. Uh, you can find it online, aluminumcompany.com. Uh, go check out what Sammy Hanna and his crew have in store for your home. Uh, all right. Kane's losing a shootout four three the last 6 games that carolina has played they are what two i'm trying to remember now the uh, the record i guess this is after colorado right uh you go to pittsburgh uh you played seattle forget you go to pittsburgh you play great and you lose right uh whatever it is they're 1 3 and 2 in their last 6 games I guess I'll have to get the games now, won't I? And I mean you for the most part other than the game against Washington where they got three uh where they got a point, Carolina's been by far the better team. The last six um at Pittsburgh. I mean everything but the goal. 43-22 shot advantage, big time advantage in chances and all of that. Lose the game 4-2. At Toronto. I mean, that was probably the most even of the games. uh, But Carolina was significantly, (laughs) you know, better. Um, Lose the game 3-2. Then you go to Washington or home against Washington. You don't really play well, but you somehow manage a point. And I think it's interesting that... Uh, the NHL fined Garnet Hathaway for embellishment on the Vincent Trocek penalty on which Alexander Ovechkin scored the goal right off the faceoff. Now, I mean, it kind of was a penalty because Trocek did grab him around the shoulders, but Hathaway, according to the NHL, embellished, and it wasn't the first time that he did, I I would be curious as to how many of those Carolina has gotten this year. I would imagine several uh, because, again, I keep pointing this out. In Hurricanes games this year, there have been five embellishments called and all of them have been called on Carolina. I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, offer any conspiracy here. But anyway, so play well, lose, play well, lose, play poorly, overtime loss, play great against the Rangers, lose. I mean... You played great against Tampa, but you won. And they played great against Dallas tonight. This was very similar to me, to the Ranger game, in that it was incredibly one-sided. But the Hurricanes don't get anything out of it. And we'll talk about why in a little bit. Uh, but 1, 3, and 2 in the last six games. And remember these names, folks. Scott Wedgwood, 44 saves. 44 saves. Alexander Georgiev, who actually is a pretty good goaltender, 44 saves. Eric Shelgren from the Maple Leafs, who, who knows? I mean, Shelgren played very well against Carolina, not as well as Wedgwood did tonight, uh, but I mean, he's essentially, you know, out of nowhere, 34 saves. So the Hurricanes right now are running into backup goaltenders and can't get it done. And when they play St. Louis... I mean, who knows? They could put, uh, I mean, Huso's been great, uh, but they can use anybody right now. Carolina is self-checking. Some of it is really good goaltending. Some of it is maybe the shot quality isn't as much as the shot quantity. I think the shot quality is pretty good tonight. Uh, The shot quality against the Rangers was really good. The shot quality against Tampa was really good. Uh, But Carolina's just not connecting on enough chances, enough great chances. And Sebastian Ajo could have had four goals tonight. And their line was a little bit uh, leaky defensively, although I don't think it was on them. I think there was some, you know, Dallas is going to make some plays. Um, But, you know, the top line got victimized a couple of times by Dallas and... Ultimately, it's the reason why Carolina ended up in overtime where they squandered more opportunities in overtime. Uh, but, I mean, Ajo had a bunch of chances. Svechnikov came in on a great feed from Trochek and misfired wide. Uh, Trochek missed the net wide from point-blank range twice tonight. Um, so not only are they hitting the goaltender a lot, but they are also missing everything a lot. Um, I mean, they were a little bit of a rut. I mean, we've 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 talked about the goal-scoring problem, and I don't really need to go through the numbers because I keep going through them all the time, but it's been a long time since the Hurricanes, in regulation, have scored more than three goals. I mean, seriously, more than three. So three tonight, three against Tampa, none against the Rangers, three against Washington, two against Toronto, two against Pittsburgh, three against Philadelphia. Remember, uh, one of the goals against Philly was an empty netter. One of the goals against Pittsburgh was an extra attacker goal, right? Uh, Two against Colorado, Seattle, three, Pittsburgh, three. That was an overtime game, so at least two in regulation. None against Washington, three against Detroit, two against Edmonton. You got to go all the way back to February 25th to see more than three goals in a game. They beat Columbus 4-0. The time before that, they beat uh, Philadelphia 4-3, but that was an overtime game. That was the uh, Trocek pass across to Brett Pesci, if I'm not mistaken. Did I get that one right, or was that the other Philadelphia game? No, I think that was the Philadelphia game. Um, Pittsburgh. Uh, at Pittsburgh, they scored four. They actually legitimately scored four in that game. Uh, but that for like four games in a row, the Hurricanes scored some goals. Uh, five against Nashville, four against Pittsburgh, four against Philly, four against Columbus. Uh, but right now, and it's been the entire month of March, teams is not scoring goals. And they're getting plenty of chances to score. So everybody's frustrated by that. Uh, but the the positive is that play like that, keep playing like that, and eventually you'll catch some breaks. Because you can't have that many great chances and not score you will catch some breaks and i think the best part about what we've seen lately is they're really not giving much up you know other than the game against washington where they were not the better team they they got they got handled by the capitals uh you know got doubled up in shots uh and they ended up losing in overtime or actually it was a shootout but i mean carolina has really limited the other team and they limited dallas tonight um thirty shot attempts for the entire game for the stars they just never had the puck fifteen shots on goal they did have twenty scoring chances all right Carolina played some pretty good defense for the most part um but the problem is that the first goal was a fluke Dallas's first goal was a fluke thirty seconds into the second period uh it was a uh a, Jamie Ben was trying to find. Uh, was it Radulov? No, it wasn't Radulov. Um, I'll tell you exactly who it was uh, in a second. But Jamie Ben uh, was uh, trying to find uh, Studenich. I think I think I said that right on the back door. Um, and I don't know. Maybe if Ian Cole's stick wasn't there, maybe Studenich puts it in anyway. Uh, but it goes off the you know Ian Cole's stick and just inside the far post off of uh, past Freddie Anderson. It's one, nothing. Jamie Ben's goal. Uh, Nino Niederreiter ties it about six and a half minutes later um, and makes it one, uh, one. Then Vincent Trocheck early in the third period gets a power play goal. Great play uh, where uh, it's a great pass from Aho from Tara to Ajo at the bumper. Uh, and uh, he, he, great uh, great one timer saved by Wedgwood, no kidding Trocek in front sweeps it around him and it's 2-1 rope hints makes it 2-2 right away uh and that's a situation where it's just a breakdown really seth jarvis probably making the bigger mistake there uh basically got, he got everybody out of position didn't need to chase everybody I forget who it was, who he was chasing over to the uh, the other side of the ice, but he didn't need to be there. Slavin's yelling at him. Jarvis is trying to get back in position. And, oh, by the way, Vinan's watching all this happen as Hintz just slides right down the slot. I mean, he's just alone in the slot, and there's nothing anybody can do. I mean, I don't think Freddie got a good look at it. Uh, then Nita Ryder scores uh, midway through the third to make it 3-2, great pass, shot pass, really, from Brady Shea, uh, and Niederreiter deflects it over Wedgwood. It's 3-2, and you think, man, you have really shut Dallas down. Now, finish the job, and again, one minute later, basically. It's 59 seconds later. Here's Rope Hintz, skating through the <laughs> skating through the offensive zone, unencumbered, Uh, And this is the one where you need the save. This is the one where, yeah, I know, Hintz is in alone, but it went right through Anderson between the arm and the body on the blocker side, and it's 3-3. You end up in overtime. Carolina played a great overtime, had chances to score, don't score, losing a shootout. Carolina's offensive confidence right now is by miles at a season low when it comes to finishing the play. Again, I thought Wedgwood, of all the goalies we've seen, I thought Wedgwood was the best in terms of having to actually work for those saves. For the most part, during this stretch, Carolina has, with their great chances, made it easy by either missing the net or hitting the goalie in the middle of his body. Uh, again, Ajo's chances today. It, I don't. I don't know. Maybe Carolina needs to practice with a goal in which the uh, there's a, a big plank of wood about for the first two feet at the bottom of the net. Because Carolina could, if 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 they could elevate the puck, it seems like they have the whole net. Nature's did this the other day. Uh, against the Rangers, had the whole net, nothing. Um, we, we all remember Nino Niederreiter's no goal with into an open net. Um, but that's basically the problem. Carolina's just had, with their chances, they're making it at times a little too easy on the goalie. Don't play the game where Carolina lost because of the refs. It was not a well-officiated game. Uh, they let stuff bo- uh, go both ways. Carolina could have been in the box more than they uh, than they were. Uh Dallas could have been in the box more than they were. So I don't think it's worth complaining about other than it was poorly officiated. It really was. They missed a lot of stuff. And um you know, that they they missed Trocheck uh getting dragged down right before the end of the was was before the end of the second period. Um I think it was before the end of the second period. Miss Trocek getting dragged down and Trocek complained about it, was on the bench screaming at the referee. So guess what? Vincent Trocheck, abusive officials. Uh, he goes, by the way, NHL.com initially had uh, Vincent Trocheck for uh, unsportsmanlike conduct against Jake Ottinger. <laughs> I didn't understand that. The backup goalie isn't even on the bench there. Um but you had the uh, Vla- uh, the nemestnikov Pesci deal. I mean, Nemesnikov elbows Pesci in the back of the head. Pesci takes offense. They throw hands. Pesci starts throwing first, and somehow that becomes two plus five plus a ten minute misconduct. So Pesci's out of the game for for uh, for seventeen minutes of the of the third period of the second period. Are you kidding me? Where did that come from? Right before the end of regulation. Uh forget who it was, but uh, Jesper Faust is having his stick held, and cle- clearly held, uh, and then Jordan Stahl takes a cross-check in the back. No calls. Either way, it seemed to me like the officials just wanted to go to the end of regulation, which is fine. I mean, but those were clear calls that weren't called. Um, Tevo Taravainen tripping... Uh, Dennis Gurionov, yeah, was a penalty. You can't complain about that. That's a penalty. What, whether the others should have been called or not, I mean, that has nothing to do with the fact that they had to call that one on Tevo Taravani. But I understand why you go, why didn't you call those others? Because they should have. And the referee was staring right at that play because it was plainly seen on TV. Referee was staring at it and just let it go. Why? Because can't explain it. Because either way, uh, the Hurricanes didn't give up a power play goal. They scored one today, and they scored just after one expired. So, uh, if you want, if you use the Trip Tracy logic, and I don't mind it, uh, the Trip Tracy logic is that the power play is a, you know continues until the whistle. And Carolina basically scored just a few seconds after uh, the penalty to, I guess it was Jamie Benn for hooking Tony D'Angelo. And Nino Niederreiter's second of the game, uh, you know, could have been the game winning goal had Carolina been better uh, over the last uh, nine minutes of the game or had they been better in the next minute of the game, by the way, the Tony D'Angelo hooking penalty on Michael Raffle, I mean, it didn't look like he hooked. They called it. Freddie stopped the breakaway, stopped the uh, penalty shot, so maybe not worth really whining about. Uh, but that was another one where uh they probably missed it. Uh anyway, wasn't a good night for the referees, but honestly, if if don't we gotta be People got to be better about complaining about that. That's not why Carolina lost the game. Carolina lost the game because March. And in March, no team has gotten less out of more than the Hurricanes to the point that it's... All right, this is... Somebody sent me a chart. Um, forwarded it to me. Uh, and it, Basically, this is... I'm not even sure which website, which analytics site it came came from, uh, but it's goals above expected. So, uh, and this is in the month of March. The Hurricanes, and I'll I'll tell you, expected goals had Carolina at about four point eight tonight, and they had three. So, add basically another two to this total. Goals above expected. Carolina is at minus ten. For the month of March. In other words. They're scoring 10 less goals. Than would be expected. Based on the quality of their scoring chances. That's the month. Right there. That's the month. And honestly. What do you do? Just keep playing. Keep doing your thing. And you hope that it's going to turn around. By the way. If you're looking at uh, the standings in the Eastern Conference, Carolina still leads the Metro. Obviously, the margin for error is smaller now than it was before this one, three, and two stretch. In their last six, four points in their last six, not good. Uh, You go to St. Louis, who scored a bunch of goals, by the way, of late. You go to St. Louis on Saturday. Then you go to... uh, I think it's Tampa, no, Washington, and then Tampa. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Good luck, man. I mean, they might not be in first place when we get back to Raleigh for the Canadiens on Thursday. Um, But if the playoffs were to start today, and I know they don't, the Hurricanes would be matched up in the first round with, you got it, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Right now. The Bolts are in wild card one position, and the Hurricanes are the second-best division leader in the Eastern Conference. That's right, the second-best division leader in the Eastern Conference. That's where they are. And frankly, when you don't score based on their chances, that's where you deserve to be. <sighs> deep breaths, everybody, deep breaths. My man Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions, Carolina Hurricanes Radio Network. I blame you. <laughs> what I do? Uh, I don't know, because you sent me a picture of, uh, of a beer and a Masters Cup. Uh, and as a result, Carolina can't score on all their great chances.
2: Well, I blame you, because <laughs> after you told me via text that they're going to lose this game on a stupid goal, I thought, you know what I got to do? I got to go get a beer then. <laughs> if this game is going to be like that, then uh, we're all going to need one.
3: We're just going to blame each other for uh, for this. So, all right, who was better, Scott Wedgwood or Eric Shelgren? <laughs>
2: I I think if I had to choose, I would take Shelgren. I think.
3: Well, I thought Wed- was, I thought Wedgwood was awesome tonight.
2: But Wedgewood was great. He was great for sure.
3: Gosh, backup goaltenders, man! Why start your st- Why start your number one against Carolina?
2: Yeah, you don't have to because they can't score on you. They can throw a hundred shots at you and not score.
3: There is self check. They did score three. I guess that's a pl- uh, that's a positive. Uh, it's been a long yeah, time was- since Carolina scored more than three, though.
2: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't about their offense tonight. But, well, I mean, it was in the sense that they just completely dominated the game once again. But it was the, the defensive lapses yeah. that ultimately lost them the game. I don't think Freddie was his best self either tonight. Um, but listen, hey, Tevo Teravainen, maybe don't be a spectator. Yeah, Maybe remember you're in the game playing it and then hey whoever the three people that were staring at joe pavelski as he crosses the blue line on the third goal like maybe somebody go do something
3: else like
2: we don't need three people staring at the puck
3: yeah it was uh it was not good on the on the on the first on the one that where um Teravainen was watching the play happen in front of him. the The thing that really got me, well, Jarvis was out of position. Slavin was yelled yelled at Jarvis to get back on the other side of the ice, and Teravainen was watching the conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, and that's the one where Rup- Rope hints was. Uh, was it, no, that wasn't the one in the slot. That was the second one. That was the. Um, uh, where Hintz gets in alone and beats, uh, was that the one where he beat uh, Anderson between the glove, between between the uh, blocker arm and the body? I, th- I think that was that goal. Uh, that was the bad goal.
2: Yeah, I can't remember where he beat him. I mean, he was basically in the slot for both of them, but one of them was a redirect, and one of them was when Pavelski fed him from behind the net.
3: Right. That was that was the one that I didn't think that shot. I do not think that one was uh, was Freddie's problem. Uh, that was Carolina was at uh, a position. D'Angelo shouldn't have gone around behind the net to uh, to to kind of follow Pavelski, uh, but he ended up doing that, uh, and then everybody else got uh, kind of left out. Um, the other one was the one where Hints came in. I mean, look, Hints was at point blank range, but. You know, sometimes your goalie has to make that save. And those are the saves that Carolina's opponent's goalies have been making. And they needed that out of Freddie. He didn't get it. And to be, I mean, if we're being completely honest about this stretch, I mean, Carolina's given up given up a fair amount of soft goals in this stretch. You know, uh, was did Ronta play in Toronto? No, Freddie played in Toronto. Uh, the game, I guess maybe it was the game before then against maybe it was against Washington. Yeah. Ronta led up two soft goals against the Capitals, even though the Capitals were the better team. You know, if Ronta plays like he had been playing, Carolina might win that game by accident. So they weren't, they haven't gotten better goaltending than the other team. Uh, as good as their goaltending has been all year long, it hasn't been great in this stretch. Um, but ultimately they're just not getting enough out of their shots. I mean, I don't know how many times they had. I mean, they could have scored five goals tonight. Should have scored five goals tonight. Expected goals on natural hat stat trick were five tonight. Carolina had three. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's it's unreal just the the fact that this has happened now twice in the last three games, and also very similar to the last time they played against Dallas. I mean, I went right. back and I don't I don't remember the game like contextually in terms of watching it, but I went back and looked at the metrics from it today, and it was basically domination on paper. Yeah. Same Rufay thing. had a hat trick in the game, but Carolina gave up 17 shots in that game as opposed to, what, 15 in this game tonight or 14, something like that. I mean, they gave up five shots in the first, six shots in the – or four shots in the first, five shots in the second, six shots in the third, and absolutely killed – all their momentum. The the last two, they gave up the first goal sixty seconds later, the second goal sixty seconds later, and the third goal fifty nine seconds later. Yeah, they figured they'd try to beat their beat beat the first one by a second.
3: <laughs> Congratulations, you won. Yeah, good good job, you win. <laughs> so, but it, I mean, it's this has been the entire month of March. It's been it's been thirteen games since Carolina has scored more than three goals in a game
2: yeah actually i disagreed once again with the with the head coach for a hot second tonight because he said it was the best game they played in he's seen in 20 years <laughs> which, <laughs> no. which which i i get i get he was um you know he's a little fired up a and b he wanted to prove how well they played so it was a little bit hyperbolic yeah but I mean, you can't go back and watch those two defensive plays. I mean, I don't think it was a better game than the Ranger game. No,
3: they played much better against the Rangers. Yeah. I, th- I think they played better against I, Tampa, too. Against
2: the Lightning, too. I said the same thing yeah. on the yeah. aftermath. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think that the two better games were the ones they played previous to because you just had straight-up just bystanders yeah. On on those two goals. I mean – no one playing assignment hockey. Everyone just hoping the other guy was going to do it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and it's that uh, you know, for the most part, the Aho line was really good against Dallas's top line, but the breakdowns were goals. I mean, yeah, Aho, Teravainen, and Jarvis were uh, were on the ice for two of the three goals. Uh, and the other one was um, was just the Ian Cole own goal. I do think that we I, I, we'd have to go back and look, but I believe that Ian Cole has more goals against Carolina than for Carolina this year. <laughs> he, he went like two ga- three games in a row with an own goal at one point. Yeah, that it might it might not have been three. I might be exaggerating, but it was definitely two. So I don't know how many goals yeah, I, Cole has on the year, but I don't think he's got. Does he have four?
2: I mean, the the Ian Cole mistake a night mistake of the night should be sponsored at this point.
3: <laughs> I mean, was that a, is that an Ian Cole mistake? I mean, yes, obviously. So Ian Cole has I mean, two goals. Oh yeah, no Cole definitely has more goals against Carolina than for Carolina. He's got. He's only, mean, he only has two.
2: Obviously, it wasn't intentional, but the guy finds himself, in one way or another, yeah. as a as, as part of the problem, not part of the solution.
3: It's too bad. Uh, yeah. What What do you think of the officiating tonight, <laughs> dude? You know what? I I just don't.
2: I don't pay attention to it all that much. My one take on the officiating tonight was that on the initial call on the Pesci
3: fight,
2: I was surprised at it, but in the end, I actually think they got it right. What, the 10-minute misconduct? No, no. I think the two-minute penalty was the right call. I think that was the sensible...
3: Call oh, to me to, that, to, to make to, that matching minors. Yes. Yes. But to that's me, not that what they was, did. No, I know at first it was a two minute roughing
2: call that I saw. Yeah. So I was like two minute roughing. That's all. Yeah. Like I was shocked. That's what he got. But so for a while, that's what I believed it was. And when that happened, I was like, huh, the officials actually used some sense. Right. In this particular situation. Because, Nemesnikov comes in high. He elbows Pesci right in the head. Yep. And if you ask me, he got exactly what he deserved. Yeah, I agree. And it's like if 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 I were making the rules in that situation, I would give the referees the leeway to go uh, you know what? Matching two minutes for you, two minutes for you. You're an idiot for coming in with a with a high elbow. Right. That was a dangerous play. And Pesci sorry, we just can't allow you to do that to somebody. Right. I agree. Like, as, as, as a matter of principle, we just can't allow that, even though that guy deserved what he got. Should have been two minutes apiece. We keep it moving. Obviously, they can't do that. No, no. But okay. for a while.
3: that's what. But that is what they called. That is what they announced. Uh, Nemesnikov for elbow, elbowing, Pesci for roughing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it first of all, if that was the call, it should have been four on four, but it wasn't. It was five on five. Unless you're going that one happened after the whistle, so one is a di- so it's not actually coincidental minors because they don't happen at the same time in the run of play. Um, so maybe that's that was the mindset there, and then they tacked on five minutes each for fighting. Nemesnikov mm-hmm. didn't fight, so I. I don't understand how you can give a five minute major fighting penalty to somebody who only had his helmet pulled off and, and punched in the back of the head.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up too, because we have the, the, the fight scorers that are out there again, too, right. That, that, that made it a point to tell us that Pesci, you know, he got the, the better of Nemesnikov or he won the fight or whatever. And yeah, sure. When the other guy,
3: isn't ready to fight. It wasn't a fight. It, was Pe- it wasn't it, a fight. It was Brett Pesci punching <laughs> Nemestikov. Yeah. But what I didn't get, and there must have been something said, had to be something said. So you're telling me that that entire incident keeps Brett Pesci out of the second period. Mm-hmm. Now, it does lead more, um, it gives more fuel to our discussion why fighting hurts your team doesn't help your team because because of all of that pesci is pesci missed the entire the rest of the second period uh that happened at like with like 320 something left in the or 320 something into the period and pesci's 17 minutes of of penalties took him out for the rest of the second period he left the ice once they figured out what the penalties were and what all the minutes were uh they they added it up uh, and I saw the referee counting on his fingers, uh, and they sent Pesci to the locker room because he didn't have to be here anymore. He went out and got, uh, he went to Buffalo Brothers and ordered wings. Um, I mean, there was no need for him to be on uh, be in the arena at that point until the third period. Uh, and then he started the period in the penalty box. I just didn't understand all of that. Um, but I, th- I really think that they kind of allowed things to go early. I mean, there were, I mean, there were just a lot of situations that they didn't have to let go. And they let go. They let them go. And then uh, Nemesnikov uh, had elbowed somebody. I, well, Trochek elbowed him once. Like uh, maybe two minutes earlier. Uh, no, in, in in the first period. Trochek went up high on Nemesnikov. Nemesnikov turned around and cross-checked Trochek. And neither were called. I'm like... you. Call them both. Do do the right thing. Don't let that happen. Call them both. Four on four hockey's fun anyway. Let's have some fun. Um, right. But so they lost control. They allowed the game to become that, and then you do. Then you'll then then they're just stupid things. And I didn't understand the way they adjudicated that. And then look, I have no p- problem at all with the Taravon and penalty in overtime. That was a penalty. No hundred days ago.
2: Right. By the way. Yeah, that's a 100% a penalty. You know, I didn't. I I think that Taravainen didn't need to throw. Like the only thing that was going to happen for Taravainen in that spot was that he was going to trip the guy. Yeah, like there was he was out of the play. There was zero reason for him to throw his stick out there.
3: Yeah, but I mean, he's just he's it's just like, desperately was, trying to do something. Maybe knock the puck away. Um,
2: well, it was a stupid well, idea.
3: It, it, it was, and it caught. It put him in the penalty box. Of course, Dallas didn't score in the penalty because Jacob Slavin's on the ice. Uh, yeah,
2: they and, didn't. They didn't get a single shot in yeah. overtime, and that included that power play.
3: <laughs> they did get. They did get two scoring chances on that, but uh, Slavin blocked one, and Cole blocked the other. Um, but if they should have called that, but at the with about twenty seconds left in regulation, I forget who it was on defense. Uh, I think it was Asa Lindell. I mean, he's holding on to Jesper Foss' stick. And the official is staring at it. He doesn't call that. And then, in that same sequence, Jordan Stahl gets cross-checked. I'm like, I don't know what we're doing here if we're just saying, I guess the referee decided, no, I just want to watch overtime hockey. And that's fair, I guess. But, this is, but that, that's indicative of the way the game was. Again, I, I, I said this at the beginning of this. If you think Carolina lost this game because of the referees, I just don't even know what to tell you. Um, that's not why they lost. Because they right now have no confidence when it comes to scoring, and they had no chance on any of those shootout attempts. Zero. Like, why don't you just stop? So yeah, slow. I mean, so slow.
2: Maybe I maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention, but I, I was a little. I guess, shocked and surprised at the reaction to the officiating. By the way, are we just trying to bait Rod Brindamore after every game Pro- about the Well, probably. I didn't
3: listen to the post-game. Uh, I'll listen to it later.
2: What, 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 I mean, what was the just, question? No, it's just, you know, it was basically, you know, I know you don't want to talk about the officiating, but what do you think of the officiating? Well, essentially <laughs> like, I don't know what the exact wording was, but that's if I'm rephrasing it, that's basically what it was. Well,
3: You know, here's the and, thing. Nino Niederreiter said it after the game. He goes, I don't know. We, 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 we complained to the officials. Maybe we complained too much. Um, yeah, maybe you do, but I think all teams complain to the officials. Yeah, they I mean. all do. I do, but I also I mean, think that your reputation matters in all sports. And the Hurricanes have a reputation of committing a lot of penalties. So, there you go. Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, I mean, the ones that were called, I didn't have a problem with anything that was called tonight except for the way uh, they did the Pesci thing.
2: Yeah, that was that, that's the main thing. Um, you know, ob- apparently Trocek got... Cross-checked right in front of the ref before he mf the ref. He
3: did, he did.
2: Um, I missed that. the The stretch penalty to me was a penalty.
3: Oh yeah, hundred percent. He he was he wanted to hit Sagan so badly that when it the body the bodies weren't aligned beautifully, he still went after it, and he ended up coming up high with the shaft of his stick. Can't do that. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. So I again. Any penalty that was called, I had no problem with. T- I, I don't think Tony D'Angelo believes he hooked uh, Michael Roffel on that penalty that was uh, that was called a penalty shot.
2: Uh, well, it would have been nice to see a replay. Yeah, we, we didn't, didn't get see to it. see a replay because ESPN decided they were going to go to a commercial break that they weren't supposed to go to. <laughs> so we didn't get to see the replay. I kind of agree with Tony from what I saw. Yeah, I didn't think it was a penalty either. I thought he just lifted the stick up.
3: That's what he said. So
2: I, I thought that was kind of crap, but I also kind of want to see it again.
3: Yeah. We're not, we We didn't get a chance. We did not get a chance and they never went back to it. They, they were very excited to go to a commercial break for the most part. I love the broadcast, but, uh, the audio was a little shaky and, uh, their graphic department was a little bad. They had Carolina with, without a power play goal in their last six when they scored two against, uh, Tampa. Um, and they had uh, Carolina also with a three zero and one record against Boston, and they only played three times, and they won all three.
2: Yeah, I didn't notice any of that stuff, but I liked with and and I've always liked Brian Boucher yeah. on the call. I thought they were great. Yeah, uh, I mostly liked the broadcast. There were some people out there complaining about the replays, not enough replays. Um.
3: Oh, we clearly didn't get one we wanted there.
2: <laughs> right. I mean, I didn't necessarily care until that moment. Um, but they they did only give us, like for goals, the replays were quick. I think we really only got one replay yeah. after goals, maybe two. Uh, which is fine. I don't know. Keep it moving.
3: By the you know, way, did you see that? Uh, Somebody sent me a stat. The Hurricanes now have a, have about 10 fewer goals than expected in March. Worse than the yeah. NHL. Yeah, I believe that. I do too. I, I here my question is only 10? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Seems like a lot more. It seems like there was at least 3 tonight. Are you concerned at all about that? I mean I don't know. You know, I
2: tend to be on the Brendamore side of this where, you know, if you keep creating chances, then eventually they're going to go. I mean, I don't tend to believe that... Like, I don't know that the Hurricanes are, are the most lethal finishing team in the league. They're not. But, you know, there's lots of different ways to skin a cat. One of those ways to create a ton of chances. So, I'm more encouraged by that than I am discouraged by the lack of goal scoring, but I mean obviously it's a little bit it's a little bit concerning because you have to score goals to win and I mean the Hurricanes could have had as you mentioned, five goals tonight had they done that, they would have had they they buried chances, they would have won despite their defensive mistakes and you got to be able to overcome your mistakes because you're going to have mistakes and they haven't been able to do that. So it's, it's slightly concerning, but to me, the season ebbs and flows in that way. And I think it'll start flowing at some point. And maybe this is the right time for it to ebb.
3: Uh hope, Bill, I don't know. Well, we, they, they, they need it to flow. Uh, I don't know. I, they, and they need it to flow soon. By the way, do you know who their first-round opponent would be if the season ended today? No. The Tampa Bay Lightning.
2: Yeah, well, they're chumps. They, they, we've <laughs> beaten them twice already.
3: <laughs>
2: yes, exactly. And they lo- and they, lo- they lost again tonight. Yesterday, yeah. or tonight? Tonight yeah.
3: they lost to Boston tonight. Yeah, yeah I don't know the uh, the third goal, the posternak goal past uh, Vasilevsky. I have no idea how it got through. I think it went behind the post and in through the side of the net.
2: Because they- a glitch, a glitch, a glitch in the game.
3: Because I, I think Vasy looked like he was flushed to the post, and it went it it went past him. It was just wild. But anyway, um, and all of all of Florida's new players have registered points already. Florida won in Montreal four uh, three. But yeah, right now Carolina would match up against Tampa in the first round. All right, so uh, let's see. Svechnikov nine games without a goal, one in his last sixteen. Uh, Stall nine without a goal. Um, Nino broke his uh, drought. Fost eleven without a goal. Kochaniewicz fifteen without a goal. Taravainen eight without a goal. Need the big boys to start going go, scoring goals again.
2: And that's yeah, that's it. not good. Not that many guys. Yeah, that's can't, can't have that that those longer droughts.
3: Well, like I said. It's been. 13 games since they have scored more than three in a game. And that's a problem. Yeah. I mean, three is the magic number. Usually if you score three, you win. You at least get a point. And for the most part, when Carolina has scored three, they've at least gotten a point. Um, But at least they played a smart overtime today. They didn't play a stupid overtime like they did against Washington. So I give them credit for that. Baby steps. So, all right, sir. I think, uh, I think that's enough. All right, just so, just so people know, at the time we're recording this, Duke and Texas Tech are at the half. Have mm-hmm. you watched any of the men's national team?
2: Yes, I'm watching it right now. Actually, they're back for the second half. It's still scoreless. I turned it on basically at the end of the first half, and I saw Christian Pulisic with a terrible giveaway. Down inside the box, right? Just the laziest of lazy passes. Um, I mean, it didn't didn't really impact anything, but it ruined a scoring chance, I guess, for the U.S. But I'm just now really watching it. So I've got the uh, got the remote right here. I got a Manhattan I just made while we were talking. Very nice. I've got I've got one um, pan yet to clean. <laughs> and I've got the uh, the two games so that I can just hit the last button back and forth. All right,
3: I'm, it's going to be a second screen event for me in the uh, here uh, when we when we wrap this up, uh, and I might even uh, fold laundry. So uh, that's what people need to Ooh. know what we're doing. Alex drinking a Manhattan. Uh, you know, see, Alex drinking a Manhattan while he's doing dishes and he's going to fold laundry. I'm going to be I'm going to have two screens up. I'm going to fold laundry and I'm not going to have a Manhattan.
2: All right. What are you going to have? Water?
3: Uh, yeah, probably some water. And so, cause I'm an old man and I need to get up in the, early in the morning.
2: Oh, that's right. You have to work. I don't have to work tomorrow. Lucky I'm, going to drive to the, I'm going to drive to the beach tomorrow.
3: Have fun at the beach. I will try. We'll talk I to try. you. Uh, I, I know you're not around uh, Saturday, so I will talk to you Monday, Monday and Tuesday. We got a back to back. Perfect. Should Can't be, wait. Should be fun. All right, man. I hope we soothed you. Carolina was good. Really good. Should have won the game. Weren't as good as they were against Tampa. They won that game. Weren't as good as they were against the Rangers. Lost that game. At least they got a point. Baby steps. I don't know. Uh, but the if you keep playing like that, you're probably going to win a lot of games. Uh, but they do get have to get their best players playing, uh, scoring the puck, if you will, like in basketball, score the ball, score the puck. I'll say it again. Andrei Svechnikov, nine without a goal, one in his last 16. Jesper Fast, 11 without a goal. Kotkaniemi, 14 without a goal. and eight without a goal. We need goals. That's how you win games, by scoring goals. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Check it out online, aluminumcompany.com. Free no obligation estimate. It's there for you. So let's do it, right? Uh, You want sodding? You want roofing? You want entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, bay windows, bow windows? They got it. Aluminumcompany.com. Follow the Canes Corner podcast wherever you get your podcast you can give us a rating and a, review, and a review if you want, but ultimately, we just want you to enjoy the podcast. It's there for you after every Hurricanes game. We'll see you after the Canes and the St. Louis Blues on Saturday night. Bye. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at Wralsportsband.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care, a sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at
0: wakemed.org.